You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Post-traumatic stress disorder has profound influence on the individual, but how does it affect the family? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, Director of Foothills Psychiatry and Foothills Foundation in Boise, Idaho. I'm your host. With me today is Dr. Harry Croft. Dr. Croft is a psychiatrist in San Antonio and recipient of the United States Army Meritorious Service Medal. Among his many accomplishments, Dr. Croft has been named Physician Broadcaster of the Year by the National Association of Physician Broadcasters. Welcome. Thank you. Harry, you've treated or evaluated at least thousands of veterans. What have you found about the family and PTSD? A number of things. Often, the veteran who I evaluate will ask if his spouse can come in. It's fascinating, Leslie, to see the difference in perception between the spouse and the veteran. You know, there are three symptom complexes that are involved in PTSD. One is recollection, and recollection involves nightmares, flashbacks, things going on in one's environment that may bring the feelings back. The second is avoidance, avoidance of conversing about the trauma, avoidance of going to places where there's a lot of other people, including family things like weddings and funerals and holidays and reunions, feeling detached and estranged from others, and having negative affect, more negative than positive. Positive would involve things like love and happiness and joy and satisfaction, and negative involves things like sadness and anger and frustration and isolation and loneliness. And when I ask the vets about that, they say, oh, I I have mostly negative. And a sense of a foreshortened future. Many of these vets will say, you know, I know something bad's going to happen. You know, if I go to a movie, I worry that somebody is going to come out and start shooting in the dark. And the third symptom complex is that of arousal. And arousal involves increased startle response, trouble sleeping, increased anger and irritability, and increased suspicion of others. One of the questions I ask the vets is, so you go to a restaurant, and it's pretty empty, and the hostess says, sit wherever you want. Where do you sit? This is diagnostic, diagnostic, a Vietnam vet. I always sit at a corner table with my back to the wall. I actually wrote a paper for the vets, and that's what I entitled it. So these are the symptom complexes. Remember that unlike the World War II vets who talked to a lot of people, I mean, they talked to whoever they could talk to. They bragged and they boasted and they, they were proud of their accomplishments. The Vietnam vets talked to nobody, hardly, other than medical or mental health professionals, perhaps, and maybe another vet or two. They didn't talk to family. They didn't talk to friends. They didn't talk to others. So we get to the family. The veteran does all this weird stuff. Do you talk in your sleep? No, I don't think so. And the wife is saying, he yells, he screams, he mumbles. He says, duck, 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 in the middle of his sleep. Does he move around a lot in his sleep? No, I don't think so. Yeah, he mo- he's kicked me, you know, hundreds of times. Is he easily startled by things? Well, yeah, he doesn't like loud noises. Well, most people don't. Let me tell you a story. One of the vets told me, a big, large, husky guy 
when they find out I understand, they open up to me. Tears started streaming down his cheeks as he said, you know, Doc, my little four-year-old grandson, I keep him sometimes. And one night, I was with him, and you know how kids do? He came up from behind me, put his hands over my eyes, and tears just started streaming. And he said, Doc, before I realized it, I had thrown him up against the wall. I didn't mean to. I mean, he's the love of my life. I wouldn't have hurt that kid. But that's the startled response. Now, the other thing that uh, is part of PTSD is this avoidance. And avoidance involves not wanting to go to family reunions, to holidays, to school plays, to school football games, to other things. So what does a family do with that? Well, they don't understand this is because of PTSD. They've never heard of PTSD. They just know that dad is kind of weird like that. He doesn't like to go to anywhere. So the spouses go, or the kids go, or some of the vets tell me, if I do go, I'm not there. I mean, I'm off by myself, and I usually leave early, so we take two cars. So how does a family respond to that? They just assume dad's a little weird, or granddad's a little weird. They don't know why. They don't know why granddad is is angry all the time at traffic or at people on the phone. They just know they are. And so it's very difficult for families to understand or to really accept something that they can't understand. Now, thank goodness, most of these vets have families that have stuck with them. They don't understand them, but they've stuck with them. And that's one of the pleas I make to the vets I see. Look, you know, in the old days when you and I were born, people our age were damn near dead, you know, or in nursing homes or something. But in today's world, people in their late 50s, early 60s can be expected to live another 20, 30 years, maybe longer. And so if there's something you can do now to help yourself, if not for you, For the sake of your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, you owe it to them to get the treatment now. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is San Antonio psychiatrist Dr. Harry Croft. We are discussing how post-traumatic stress disorder in our veterans affects the family. Now, Harry, I would think, too, that perhaps an entree into treating these veterans is when the spouse, again, typically the wife, comes in complaining or being concerned about their husband, and that maybe that's how we can get these fellows the treatment they need. Do you see that? Yes, except that, remember, that for most of the spouses, this behavior has been going on so long it may not be recognized as abnormal anymore. I mean, it's certainly not like everybody else's spouse. But, hell, that's the way he's been for the last 30, 40 years. I mean, you know, so they may not know. The good news is the Iraqi vets, the spouses, many of them are the cause uh, celeb for the spouse coming in. Because, you know, before he went to Iraq, they tell me, Doc, He used to like to party, and we'd go out, and we had friends, and now we stay at home. We stay at home all the time. 
And he tells me, if you want to go, you go. But I'd rather stay at home. Or Doc, if he goes, he's not there. I can tell that. His brain's somewhere else. I don't know where it is, but it's certainly not where we are at the time. And so it may be the spouse that brings the vet in. And the anger and irritability is the thing that usually provokes it. You know, these guys or gals, for whatever reason, have this anger and irritability. And we know it's part of their PTSD syndrome, but they're irritable. And and many of them tell me, I, I wasn't like that before. I was the most patient guy you've ever known. But now I can't stand inefficiency. I can't stand for people to look at me the wrong way. I can't stand staying in line. And, and that's part of the problem, Leslie. Many of these guys go for treatment, and they have to wait. And they say, the hell with this. And they leave. I mean, they're hurting themselves, tragically. But uh, I've heard that over and over again. Or the young person behind the desk tells them something that they take wrong as disrespectful. And they're out of there. And so that also interferes with treatment. We've talked quite a bit about spouses. What about the children now, especially the Vietnam vet? They have adult children. How has that impacted them? I wish I could quote the studies on that. I don't know them. But I would suspect it's affected them significantly. I suspect that many of them have developed substance abuse problems themselves, Many of them have taken as role models their veteran father or mother and have become angry and irritable and less than sociable folks, all of which can cause a lot of problems for the children and tragically for the grandchildren. Now, as we're seeing the civilian family members of the soldiers that are in Iraq now, many of those, I would assume most of those people in the family are being treated by those of us in the civilian sector. Uh, What kinds of things do you think we need to be sensitive to in treating the family of those soldiers? There's so much involved, not just the PTSD aspect, that's what you're asking about, but being gone and being gone a lot. I had a very good friend, a physician, who had been married for quite a while, and he was kind of the in-control guy of the family. And he was supposed to be gone for six months. He was gone for 18 months. Well, the spouse has to take over, and she did, and she did quite admirably. And he got back, and this was after Desert Storm, and he couldn't take it. I mean, all of a sudden... She wouldn't take orders from him. The kids took orders from both of them, not like before, and the marriage tragically broke up. And so there are a lot of things that spouses of deployed soldiers have to do that maybe they didn't sign up for. I mean, the soldier signed up and enlisted, but the spouse may not have enlisted for all of the things they're required to do. In the case of PTSD, if you're the physician seeing the spouse, I think it's important to ask about the stressor criteria. Is your husband in the military? Is your husband or wife, have they suffered from these kind of traumas and have these kind of symptoms of PTSD? And that gives you a better understanding of the stress that the spouse is under so that your treatment can be more effective. 
Are there family groups available to these people? I suspect there may be. I know that there are when people are on active duty. What I don't know is how much is available for people who are now veterans and no longer on active duty if they're support groups for the spouse. I I just don't know, Leslie, but I think it would certainly be worth calling the VA in your area to find out if something at your VA is offered as a support group. Great idea. Well, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Croft, for appearing on the show today. My pleasure. We've been discussing the effect of post-traumatic stress disorder on family members. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, or if you're an expert, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. 